You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. You are now listening to the Ride Across Podcast. Twenty twenty has been quite an interesting year, to say the least. As the owner of a creative agency and someone who's just been really interested in all aspects of the creative world for a long time, I wanted to check in with some content creators and see how they've adjusted to the limitations of this year. I first talked to Cole. I actually met him earlier this year on Zoom. We were both guests on Community Meeting, uh, where we talked about just maintaining our mental health and how to stay creative in quarantine. So I've been following him on Instagram ever since. He's this amazing director. He's captured some of the world's biggest celebrities on red carpets at the Golden Globes, the Grammys, pretty much every major award show you can think of using this high-speed camera called the Glambot. Um, And then he posts these behind-the-scenes little clips of him directing these videos with Literally, people like Billie Eilish, Natalie Portman, Aquafina, Brad Pitt, you name it. And I love those videos because you can see glimpses of these celebrities that we think are so out of reach and so different from us. Then I interviewed Carly and Aaron. I've known them for a really long time. They have a joint YouTube as well as their own personal ones. And normally they vlog with their friends out and about filming all these exciting, cool moments in the real world. And so it's been really cool to see them pivot and make these really funny, awesome videos in quarantine and at home. And I personally really enjoyed them. Then I talked to Janae, who I've been a fangirl of for a long, long time. She's such an exquisite human being. She does influencer marketing. She has a zine. She creates content for brands. She writes amazing poetry. The list goes on and on. And this year, especially, I've been really impressed by the way that she curates her Instagram. Um, I've also loved her book reviews and the photos that she posts with them, the captions, the reviews, the way she opens up conversations to her audience. It's all just been really cool to see. And then I also added in a little bit from my interview with Matt Cutchell from earlier this year, um, because we were talking about how to create content if you've never done it before, just sort of how to get started if you feel like you're a little bit intimidated by not having the right experience or the right tools, just how to get going. Let's get into it. What are some things that you guys learned this year about creating content that you feel like you wouldn't have learned if 2020 didn't send us into this absolutely new reality? That well, you can do it from home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially for Aaron and I, since we're a joint channel, like I would have never been thought that we could make videos separate. I mean, we obviously have before, but not for months on end. <laughs> yeah. For eight months on end. Yeah. So that's really crazy. Oh, go ahead. To- totally. I think just because most of our content too is like we had to do a full shift in the type of content we were putting out because most of our videos are like us together and like doing things out in the world and everything is totally different than what it was. And we're both taking everything super seriously. So just like trying to find a way to make it work at home, but knowing that we're able to do it, I think was a big takeaway from that. So now like if we travel, we know that that's a possibility to be able to do that 
yeah. instead of being so together or like pre-filming. Yeah. So it seems a li- little less stressful in that sense. But, and for me, specifically for me, cause I, I finally got final cut. I've literally used iMovie for the past. I know Aaron, yeah, like that's all, I'm, like that's what that's all awesome. our friends use too, for the most part, just because it's so easy to edit vlogs, just like yeah. cut it. Yeah. Babs, you just had to have, I had to have TJ turn on my headphones. Like I can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. But now it made me able to like, we can film the videos where we're on FaceTime and filming ourselves and then I can put them side by side. So that has helped so much because it opened up a different way to make videos together rather than just like cutting back and forth to like what we're doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She essentially learned a whole new program. I guess you always knew, I always, you know, especially past few years, I've always felt it was important and I've noticed a tangible uh, benefit to focusing on content, but it became really salient this year where I was like, Oh yeah. Like, that's all I got because this other, my main work has gone away. That you don't need all of the bells and whistles and a huge budget. Like you can just make it work with what you have in your home, whether that's your iPhone and a stack of books that you set up your phone on to film something. Um, you don't need the fanciest camera. You can just work with what you got. And now that we have all this time to kind of think through and like really plan content in like a meaningful way. Um, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air almost in a way, even though there are the limitations and the restrictions and yeah, we can't go out and shoot as much with people unless we have all these guidelines in place to make sure that everyone's safe, but it's totally possible to create beautiful things out of a little apartment, no matter what size you have. What's been your favorite piece of content that you've made this year? Oh, so, um, okay. So speaking of content, Uh, I'm going to give a little bit of context in the pandemic. Um, So as we were hitting, I I kind of looked to the future and I realized that this is going to be a thing that we're going to be dealing with for a while. I was like, it's not, I mean, at first you're hopeful, like, oh, maybe two weeks, maybe two weeks. But after about a month, I was like, oh, this is, we're in this for the long haul. I started thinking about, you know, my career and making content and, and how I would be better suited to do that. And I made the decision to invest in like a cinema camera. So I ended up buying a red camera, this camera called the Red Komodo. And I bought all the accessories to do it. It was like a big investment buying lenses and gear and monitors and all that kind of stuff. Um, basically because I, I realized that moving forward, it would be better suited uh, with social distancing, with crew size and all these kind of things. If I could both shoot and direct my work, uh, that would eliminate one person from the crew and also sort of add value to me as a, as a director and as a creator. So I bought a cinema camera, a red camera uh, to start shooting with. So with that being said, uh, my favorite sh- stuff so far is stuff shot with that camera. I've never owned a cinema camera before for all my bigger directing gigs. We always rent cameras or I'll hire a DP that owns a camera already. And so I've been having a ton of fun shooting content with this camera and most recently, I sort of launched my own coffee brand during this pandemic. And we shot a bunch of promo materials, basically tutorials on how to make better coffee and sort of launch marketing materials with the Komodo and all the gear that I bought. Um, and I'm in the middle of cutting that together right now. And it's like, it's by far my favorite because it's like a, we kind of did like a mini real production. Like I rented a studio, we got some lights, I got a really small crew of like four people. Um, and we made these videos. And so those right now are my favorite bits, even though they're not all released. I've only put out like two little bits of content from it, but 
that's it's always also it's always like the last thing you've done is your favorite that is the last thing I did so it is also my favorite because of that so yeah I would say those for sure so have you also been able to get more familiar with the camera now that you own it versus you know renting oh uh, yeah absolutely absolutely way more familiar on like a, a, a technical and like an intimate level um you know I I typically wouldn't really operate that often when I was directing my own, my own things. But now having this camera in my hand, it's like I'm operating more, I'm DPing more, I'm lighting more. And so it's just a great, it's a fun learning experience too. I, I've done all those things earlier in my career, but as I grew as a director and has sort of having like, you know, enough budgets to have a crew, I would, you know, outsource that to somebody who had vastly more experience and vastly more knowledge in, in that area. But it's been fun to kind of play around in that technical level again as well. So yeah, so definitely, you know, I think it's made me a better, it's made me a better content creator on all levels as a director, as like someone making social content for YouTube. It's, it's been helpful all around, I'd say. So, I mean, that kind of loops back to question one, that that's another thing that you uh, learned and and dove into that you wouldn't have if, if 2020 wasn't this way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was always on the list for me to buy a, a cinema camera. It just, a part of the fact, it was two factors that really pushed me over the edge during this pandemic was, uh, one, the pandemic uh, and looking forward in that. But then two, like Red released this really, I mean, not, not inexpensive, but cost-effective camera, you know, um, in comparison to their other, bo- uh, their other camera bodies. And that was just enough. I was like, you know, combined with the pandemic, this brand new camera that has is cutting edge in a lot of ways. I was like, that's relatively cheap. Um, pushed me over the edge. So yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have happened otherwise without those two things, but it had always been on my list. It was definitely on my list prior to the pandemic, but it was the pandemic that really put me over. Well, yeah, I think that's, what's been cool about this year is everybody has that list of, Oh, I'll do this when I have more time. I'll do this when I'm done with this other thing. Um, and I think this year has forced us to face that list and yeah. realize that now is the time to, to get those things done. And yeah, absolutely. I mean the, the pandemic and everything it's done to the economy and people's lives has been horrible. It's been a really bad, tough year for a lot of people with the economy and just, you know, people's health and everything. But that doesn't mean that there's like, it's a hundred percent bad for everything. I I think that every individual can hopefully find some kind of silver lining. And I think a lot of it is that where it's like, it's affording you the time to look at some of the things that you wanted to do, look at some of the things that you value. And there can be great insight um, that, and, and sort of like knowledge that comes out of these trying tragic times. And this is sort of one of those examples where it's tough, but that you're forced to, reassess and you're forced to take a second back and to reanalyze your life and what, what what's important. So I think that that is tremendously valuable despite the bad things happening in the world. You know what I mean? I've had a lot of fun with like plant content randomly. I've like, I feel like everyone's become like a plant parent this year. And now, as you can see, I've plants everywhere. So plant content, um, I've worked with one of, well, actually, I guess I kind of crossed off a bucket list item. I worked with Teen Vogue this year on a book review piece, like the most random, like I feel like I've also become involved with Bookstagram, which is a whole nother world that I kind of got introduced to this year as I like found my love for reading again. Um, so yeah, I did a partnership with Teen Vogue and Simon and Schuster on a book called The Black Kids. And I obviously read the book for a week or two and then did a review. And that was kind of like a dream goal, just like talking and chatting about books with people has 
been really meaningful and kind of a breath of fresh air. I think the like couples yoga one was really funny. Um, Because we normally, we've done one before, but it was me and Aaron, but now it was with our significant others. I think it, it was funny too, just because like so chaotic. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I just black out everything that happens. <laughs> I feel like the like Instagram challenge things are fun too. Oh yeah. I feel like when we, we created each other's photos, that was really funny because like yeah. we already know each other so well and finding old photos and stuff. It's also interesting because I think in like retrospect, these are not videos that we ever would like want to make or think to make. But then when we do it, we wind up having a really fun time. So it's been interesting to kind of have that experience of being like, oh, I don't want to do this. But then when you do it, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. (laughs) On the flip side of that, have there been moments where you guys feel discouraged? And what what do you do in those moments to get out of it? Be like, we have to make (laughs) Cry all day. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. I mean, we kind of gone to a point now where it's like, we'll set aside time to like brainstorm ideas or think of an idea at least the day before. Cause there were sometimes we're like, we did we, it the day of posting would come and we'd be like, I have no ideas anymore, you know? Um, yep. but it's hard because it's hard because our audience, like I know, I'm pretty sure they prefer us together vlogging for the most yes. part. So that's the tough part is that we have to do it differently and they might not be enjoying it as much. Although we do get a lot of comments that are like, I love these videos for some reason, yeah. but it, it's tough because I always say it's not hard to film these videos at all. It's just really no. hard to think of something we haven't done before and something that we can do and put it together, if that makes sense. No, totally. I mean, we talk about this all the time too, pretty much every day of how hard it is to be creative <laughs> when you're sitting in the same place all day. Yeah. yeah. It's just and like, what do you even do? Yeah. And like prior to all of this happening and like having to make these videos, we post videos like this on Sundays and they are like our least favorite videos to film just because we love just like vlogging is so fun because it's like unknown. Like we never really know what we're doing going into a day and just kind of like go with it. And then a video is made. And these ones are obviously more structured and like a little more cheesy and just definitely not our style. So we've done like hundreds and hundreds of videos like this. So then having to think of three of them for every day of the week that we post, like was very challenging for us to to do because one we don't really like making them so we yeah. had to like get on board with this being our new lifestyle <laughs> yeah. and then just constantly being able to come up with new ideas for things that we haven't already done before I mean, honestly I haven't been posting as much like in my feed or even on other platforms like for a little bit I was doing some visual diaries on like YouTube and stuff like that but then I felt like I was spreading myself too thin then also comparing myself to people, which is never good. Um, so when I do have those moments, it's like, well, like I'm taking a step back. I'm going to like live my actual life, like experience real things in real time. And then like I can come back to the table when I'm ready and I feel like I have something that's worth sharing. Instead of always feeling like, oh, like I have to post this beautiful photo on my feed like every single day, which some people are very talented at doing, I personally can't always do that. So I show up like when I can and I feel like that is more of a real 
like I just want to come off as like a real human being because I'm just a normal, normal person at home, like everyone else, like trying to make it work. Are there any content creators that you look up to um, in general or content creators you've seen pivot this year and make really cool content, um, you know, within the restrictions of, of the pandemic? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, so to answer the second question, I would say I've seen so many more just sort of average social media users, like friends, friends of friends or whatever, get into the content creation game. And that was, that's been so exciting to see. Because I think a lot of people that say aren't a content creator are just like, you know, like my buddy is a, he's a lawyer. Uh, he's like an entertainment lawyer, actually. And he started making this content. He had to go to Australia and quarantine um, to, for a job. And so he started just making content during quarantine. And, and it's like, you know, he's a lawyer and maybe he's thought of it before, but definitely not in the world of like, oh, I'm a content creator. But I've seen a variety of friends just dive in and start making fun content. And it's been so cool to see sort of this average social media user, one that's not necessarily in the game for making content, start like pick it up and try. And that's been really fun and exciting and inspiring to see for sure. One of my all-time favorites, which I feel like she's so popular now, is uh, Morgan Harper Nichols. She's like a poet and artist. She's just very inspirational. I don't know how she like outputs the amount of content she does between like all of her writing and all of her like beautiful watercolors. Um, I know she has like a podcast and like an app now. So I'm just like, how? I mean, I'm sure she has a team, but I'm like, how? How are you doing it? Um, but I love her content. I feel like it's. I aspire to be like her because it's just so soothing when you do like read her posts or like look at her beautiful art. Uh, she's probably like, one of my favorites. Um, a couple others, I'm trying to think. I have, like I said, I dove pretty deep into like bookstagram. Um, just I love hearing other people's perspectives on books. So one that comes to mind is this guy named Paris. Um, I, I just feel like his posts are very thoughtful and his book photos are very like aesthetically pleasing you just see like the stacks and stacks of books that he's reading and I'm like wow I want all of those books all of those covers I I love art like cover art and the ones he always chooses are just so pretty and beautiful I'm like I need to buy that book immediately like I don't even know what it's about but I want to buy it um so things like that I'm trying to think on like YouTube I one of my friends Misako Emba she's amazing she just moved to Mexico from LA she's kind of like sold or got rid of a lot of her stuff and moved to Mexico. And I feel oh, wow. like she's so at peace and she's sharing her journey along the way. And just watching her videos of her in Mexico, like being very safe, of course, um, is soothing and just watching it. Still love her. There's so many, there's so many good content creators that have definitely pivoted. There's a lot that are now speaking on a lot of like the social justice and activism and all of that. I feel like this has been the year for us to like, really be more vocal about things like whether we're still learning about it or like we knew all these things now we're just like oh like we need to speak up more um and encouraging others to speak up so i've seen a lot more people kind of change what they're doing online in that way as well which is good and then for anyone who is at home and they're trying to make content kind of how you said you were seeing your friends making you know their social media content better um, but if someone's sitting at home and they feel like they don't have the right tools or the right experience, but they want to get going on creating content, what would your advice be to them? My advice for that is the same as my advice for when people ask me, like, how can I start directing things? You just have to go do it. It doesn't matter. You could have, I mean, 
yeah, you need a phone at least or a camera of some sort at least for sure. Um, but it doesn't matter if you have like an old iPhone six, it's like, you can learn to shoot, you can learn to edit, you can learn to be on camera and be personable. You know what I mean? It's like, there's definitely something to be said with just putting up a camera and pushing record and like learning how to talk naturally and learning how to like express yourself. Um, that's it's a skill so on, hard. on itself. Yeah, I know. It's so hard. hard. Every time I do it, I'm like, hello. Yeah, you're like, oh, geez, I feel so awkward. <laughs> so this awkward. is so weird. And yeah. so it's like, you know, yeah, you need, you need some things. But I think at this point, you know, if you're thinking about making content, you probably have those things, you know what I mean? Some version of a phone or a camera. Um, and I think the point is like, just to get started, because the other thing with content creation in particular is that like the, the key to success isn't for better or worse, isn't quality, it's volume. You know what I mean? Like we all strive to have the best content possible and the better your content is, the better you will do, but it's volume that's key. And so I think that if you are someone that wants to get started, just get started and like literally make a bad video, but like make it, put it out because next week you got to make another one, make another video. It'll be a little better, make another video. It'll be a little better. And then by the time you're sort of like starting to amass any kind of following, your videos are probably going to be half decent. I've seen a ton of people start and who have no knowledge of filmmaking or content creation. And they're just like, okay, I'm going to start. And they're probably maybe a year or two in and their videos are dope. Now they're like really, really good. You know what I mean? It just takes practice. Like, like anything, if you want to get good at something, you have to start. Like if you want to be a good basketball player, it's like, what do you have to do? You have to pick up a basketball and go to court and start playing. That's the only way. So yeah. it's the same thing. You're using a camera, you know what I mean? Like pick up a camera and start making stuff, start practicing. Cause that's the only way you'll get better. And you'll figure out how and why it's fun. And you'll figure out maybe you like it or you maybe you don't like it, but at least you're trying, you know what I mean? And that, that I think is, is really the key. Yeah. How long would you say someone should try it for before realizing that maybe they don't like it versus that it's just too hard? <laughs> it depends on what your goals are really. Like I think if, it, if it's a thing that you really want a shot at, you're like, Oh, I really want to be a content creator. And that's a thing I want to do. And like, that's a thing I want to spend a, a like, not the majority, but a large portion of my time doing, I'd say at least a year. You know what I mean? Like if you really want to, if this is the thing that you really want to do, spend a year doing it. I don't think that much can happen in under a year in, in any capacity. You know what I mean? Like you just, it just takes time. You know, if you're kind of like a casual user and you're like, oh, it'd be fun to like make some videos here and there, you know, just like pick it up and try and make a couple of, spend a month or two. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make, two videos a month for two months and just start there. Right. But if you're like, you kind of know it's a thing you want to do, like, like a year of making videos. And if you push for that year, I'm sure by the end of it, you'll have a great body of work and a good indication of like what you like and what you don't like and, and where you're at. You know what I mean? When I first started, my iPhone was my best friend. You can with, with a newer iPhone, you can shoot perfectly good quality videos to kind of start posting. And to be honest, I've even still done that. So even in the last year, and I've been doing this now for like seven years, some of my videos, I'll be out uh, with Ariel getting coffee and I don't have my camera gear. So we just shoot on our iPhones. So, I mean, listen, most people have an iPhone or a camera phone, shoot on that. You can edit in iMovie. Um, I taught myself how to edit from just YouTube tutorials. So like, you know, you can kind of, I mean, start, start on iMovie. Every MacBook has it for free and shoot on your iPhone and start doing test runs. And, and, uh, it's all practice. As you know, it's just practice makes perfect. So, um, you, everyone has the tools in their hands already. You just got to 
got to start somewhere. I think just like figuring out what you're really passionate about, what you really love, what you could talk about forever and it still be fun. I think that's a good starting point to kind of find your niche. And then you just, you want to go into it, like enjoying it. Cause you don't want it to feel like a job that you dread to do. Like it should be fun. And I think that's getting a little bit lost sometimes. Um, so I definitely feel like find out like what you even want to say, like what, what do you want to bring to the table? Whether that's, is talking about like skincare or if it's talking about mental health or any, like any category is up for grabs and then just starting, just take your photos. It doesn't have to be like super produced. Like I feel like the trend now these days anyway, is to really be like off the cuff, like really real raw images um, so just like not to stress over that, to have like a high production. Of course, if you're able to do that, like more power to you. Um, but those are probably like my first starting points. And then just like really engaging with the community. Content creation can really feel like me, me, me. A lot of the times I got to get all of my things out there in the world. Like everyone listen to me. I also think it's important to, in, to engage with other people's content that like you actually care about and to form those relationships with other content creators. And that kind of like helps you build a platform for yourself too. Not only are you getting the relationships and the friendships, but you're also helping your own platform get out there and to new spaces. Just do what you want to do and be yourself while you're doing it. Like don't try to like, if you see some creator online that you like look up to, like don't try to be them because it's not going to come off as authentic. Like just be you. And then I think the rest will follow. And it, I feel like it's so hard nowadays to like start from nothing and then like get really big. And it's easy to get discouraged because you're like, why aren't I gaining followers? Um, I, I personally think like Carly and I, and like all our friends, we just like got into it at the right time and like kind of got really lucky. (laughs) And, um, I do think that people kind of get discouraged if they're not like, why don't I have a million followers yet? Why don't I have a hundred thousand followers yet? Like those kinds of things. But I think it's just important to like stay true to who you are, like first and foremost, instead of like overall with everything. Yeah. It's also like you said about the phone. That's, I always say that too. It's like, you literally do not have to go out and buy all this equipment. Like your phone is totally fine. If you're, especially if you're doing vlogs, it's like probably the easiest way to do it. And the quality is still so good. I just see so many people go all out and get get like a really good editing software and of of camera and uh I'm not shading TJ. TJ makes way different videos than we do. <laughs> that stuff. But like vlogging yeah. or something, it's like you really just need like literally your phone, especially if you don't have like the money to buy a camera. It's like you don't need to do that. I feel like we didn't even have we didn't really use lights even for the first like two years. We would literally film in front of our balcony because the sun yeah. was like we gotta film it before the sun goes down. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like and I was like still working a real job at the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and what about in terms of just, I know you, Aaron, you said being yourself is obviously really important, but once you have your phone in front of your face or a camera, it's, 
I mean, I'll never get it done, I don't think. Like, I feel so awkward filming anything ever. And obviously, we've been doing it for so many years of doing like yeah. our intro videos and all that, that I've gotten better. Oh my God, you're like but a full actress. I, yeah. I'm good at acting. Yes. No, yeah, you're so I'm good. I'm good at, so impressed. I'm not good at turning, if I'm alone and I have to record something where yeah. I'm just talking into the camera, I like, I cannot. It's weird. Yeah. So does that just come with time? You just get comfortable with time? Definitely. Like I remember when we first started, like we'd go out to public places and we were so uncomfortable, like hold it. Even we had like a little tiny camera at the time, like the shittiest camera you could picture. I think it was like a cyber shot, (laughs) like so small. And we would feel so uncomfortable, like talking around people and doing all those things. But now it's been like five years. And there's definitely still times where I'm like, oh, I feel weird turning on a camera at like this place, but it's definitely less uncomfortable than when we first started. So would you say that's the thing you guys miss most about pre-pandemic is just being around other people and being to collaborate, like being able to collaborate with everyone? Yeah. I mean, definitely together for sure, but also just like having the the means to like film with our friends and stuff. It's just, it's so funny and easy. And it's just like, I love, for me, I love, ca- well, Aaron's the same way, but I just love catching something funny on camera, like, as it's happening. That's, like, my favorite. Yeah. Even, like, Aaron's candle. I don't know if you saw the candle thing. But <laughs> no. We were sitting on her couch, and she got up to go to the kitchen. She's like, oh, my God, turn on the camera, and, like, didn't even try to, like, fix it before we turned on the camera, and it yeah. was a candle that was sitting on the stove, and for some reason, like, the whole thing was just on fire, and, like, there was, like, a flame coming Huge. out. Oh, wait, no, I do. I mean, this was, like, pre... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that. I do remember that, yeah. Jesus. Just, like, little moments like that. Yeah, it's just funny to get that because it's like you can't really redo something like that especially yeah and I love that <laughs> the first thing you think of is to record it the content so the thumbnail yeah <laughs> yeah my house burned down because I was <laughs> filming a candle <laughs> it was really scary I was like I don't know what would have happened no also Carly's <laughs> dead oh sorry the flames like went up higher because like we're just like we're no, no. it's my greatest fear it's my greatest fear that i'm gonna leave a candle burning and it's just gonna burn everything down yeah oh my I God. It's like a fire extinguisher that day because <laughs> i was like if that happens to me i don't know what i'm doing so. smart yeah. i need to do that for sure because i have like 10 candles lit at all times it's my <laughs> main source of You're joy saying. during this dark time so. yeah <laughs> and you don't you never know that it can do that like we had no idea candles could do that but if it happens yeah. to you, you just cover it with something to suffocate it that's you do not put water on it okay that's yeah. good to know <laughs> <laughs> unless it's for content <laughs> That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. 